You're really sure-footed. You're like a, a mountain goat. Me, I'm like the slow one that everyone's rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, <laughs> hurry up so we can go, oh, so no. we can have our turn. You're better than you give yourself credit for. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Can I spill the beans? Yes. Okay, so I've been working on a new itinerary. And it is for the Black Hills and Badlands National Park. Oh, yeah. I'm so pumped up. I'm so excited to talk about Badlands today because I've just been like really deep into the research Mm -hmm. of all the stuff and reliving all of our trips that we've been so that I can put things together for an itinerary. And I am just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So the itinerary, um, I haven't really announced it. No. But by the time this episode comes out, I probably will have already said something already. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm just so excited because South Dakota is one of my very favorite places to go on family vacations. Yeah. There's something for everybody. It doesn't matter what you like to do. doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to pay to do some really like kitschy, weird things like museums and you know, they've got like Bear World. They've got, <laughs> anyway, yeah, they've got all sorts lots of, stuff. of cool things that you can do. But there's a lot of free stuff you can do too, or you know, you just pay to go into a park and then you can hike and camp and paddle and yeah. just do everything to your heart's content. And so I am just, I'm so excited for this itinerary and I'm so excited to talk about Badlands. Today. Oh, I love Badlands. I'm so excited for this one too. We have so much fun when we go there. And I think. I'm going to have a hard time restraining myself from like talking about all the other things besides just Badlands. I know. We're trying to focus in on Badlands. Badlands, (laughs) Badlands, Badlands today. Yes. Uh, Because there is just so much to do in the area. It's true. Badlands is really cool. And there are a couple of other just like fun things right there by Badlands that we're Mm going to talk about. But I mean, it's kind of in the middle of nothing. Right. You're close enough to Rapid City that it's not a big deal to day trip out from Rapid City to go see the park. But once you get out there, you know, you're kind of looking around going, uh, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly. It's so flat out there. There's not like a whole lot of landmarks that you can judge where you're at based off of. Yeah. Well, and you're driving through, like when you're taking I-90 from Rapid City out to Badlands, you're driving through... Buffalo Gap National Grassland. Mm-hmm. So it really is a grassland. Yes. It's really pretty. It's different, especially coming from the West <laughs> where we're used to not seeing flat stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you get out over into there. Because when you're by the Black Hills and closer to Rapid City, it's not just grassland and it's not just flat. So right. heading out to Badlands, it's kind of like, ooh, ooh, we've hit the Midwest, <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> nice and flat and grassy. I know. I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, the Badlands is so great. And it is different from a lot of the things to the west of it and to the east of it, too, you know? Well, maybe not so much to the east because the Great Plains go on for quite a while. 
you know, in that direction. But oh, it's just, I'm just so excited because this area, it's pretty unique in a lot of ways. When we talk, when we do the fun facts episode, we'll get much deeper into how cool this place is for what it is, for like why it is what it is, what's unique about it and lots of different things like that. But just in general, a quick rundown of what Badlands is, is it's a very specific land formation that you know, is very quick when it comes to erosion. And so as you're driving through these grasslands, all of a sudden you'll kind of see there's a couple of the land sort of splits into like two different levels. And as you're on the top level, the ground starts to erode in these really beautiful and really kind of crazy types of formations that kind of make their way down to the lower level. And so within all of that erosion area, you've got lots of different layers, lots of different colors, and there's it's just so pretty. It's a really unique land formation that only lasts a short period of time. Yeah, and it's cool because when you're looking out at the Badlands, you can see, like, I was looking closer at some of the photos we've taken, and you can see, like, some of the areas are still flat, but just lower uh-huh. than where you're standing, and those flat areas still have grass on them. Uh-huh. You know, and so it's funny to really look at what you're seeing because you've got, like you said, these really cool formations, but then you can see exactly where they're eroding, like through the grasslands. Right. So it's just, I'm really excited to get started on this today. Um, I think mostly we'll be talking about the north unit, which is the main part of Badlands. So... There are a few different sections, if you will, of Badlands National Park. Mm -hmm. The north unit is the one where if you pull up a map, you can see there's like the Badlands Loop Road. That's where the main visitor center is, the lodge, the main hiking trails, all that is all in the north unit. So that's where we're going to focus today. You can go down. There's another unit called the Stronghold Unit, which is further south. It's on the Pine Ridge Native American Reservation. Right. And so there's a lot less to do there. There is a visitor center down there, but um, just not really any roads Mm -hmm. that go through the area into the park that way. So let's focus on the north part. And I want to start with my favorite hike. Uh Uh-huh. Which Uh, is? Well, so (laughs) hold on. Um, When we talked about our favorite national park hikes, I think it was episode 11, we had to choose some favorite hikes that were three miles or less. Right. And one hike in Badlands made my list. Uh Uh-huh. So I want to start here. You drive all the way over to the northeast entrance of the park. And so you're along I-90, but the furthest east that you can go to get into the park You drop down in there and then you will hit the parking area for the Notch Trail. That is a really cool hike. And it definitely deserved its placement on your favorite National Parks hike list, I think. And why is it so cool? Because it has this giant ladder that just like (laughs) every time I love it because every time I post this picture of me hiking this ladder on the Notch Trail... Like, I just get tons of comments from people like, where in the heck is this? Right, yeah. You know, because it's not in a park that people are really very familiar with. It's not a park that a lot of people talk about. And so it's, yes, it's a very popular hike. Like, once you get to Badlands, it's popular. Everybody who's at Badlands wants to do this hike. 
But in general, like a lot of people don't even know that it's there. Right. And it probably is one of the most photogenic ladders ever. And it's hard to get a picture without people in it. We've kind of mastered that. Yeah. um, Which is why I'm so excited for the itinerary I'm writing. But it's so much fun. It's just adventurous enough that you can take your family with you. Yeah. Most kids can do it. Because Um, it's not one of those ladders, like, it's not like a straight up and down getting on your roof type of a ladder. It's a subtle incline. And so it makes it nice because our young kids, for the most part, can go up and down it themselves. It's not so scary that you're like, oh, like, I can't, I don't want to take anyone on this or I don't want to do this. I think it looks scary, though, and it does get your heart pumping enough that it's like, oh, this is like so fun and adventurous i love this hike yeah well but even like you'll you'll see some people (laughs) if you end up waiting in a line or something like this and you you have a lot of people kind of waiting to take their turns going up the ladder you'll see some people that are like super mega sure-footed that will just like jog up this ladder and so it's kind of crazy and then you've got the slow ones that's you i would say that's you (laughs) you're really sure-footed you're like a, a mountain goat. Um, I am not. I I don't know. I was thinking, actually, a lot of these podcast episodes, I'm like, man, I sound like an idiot. I'm always getting into trouble or falling or <laughs> doing something, but I'm not very sure-footed at all. And so me, I'm like the slow one that everyone's rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, <laughs> hurry up so we can go, oh, so no. we can have our turn. You're better than you give yourself credit for, but... I would say that this ladder, it does merit holding on with your hands for sure, especially going down. Yeah. And so it can be a little bit scary, but it's so cool because you end up dropping down. If you're going from the top, you know, as you go from the beginning of the hike out, you drop down this ladder and you drop into like this dry river bed kind of a thing. This area that's just, you, you drop a level down and it's super cool. And suddenly you're immersed in this landscape. You know, you go from being on top to being like down and within. And it's super cool because I don't know, it, it reminds me a lot of the Needles District of Canyonlands hiking in and around and it, you're inside these formations and it feels really adventurous. And I really love that about this hike. So when you start, you're actually in the lower, you're in the dry wash area. You go up the ladder and then that takes you up to where you're like, it gets like there's some there's some cliffs. Uh-huh. You get onto the cliff edges of these badlands. So you're not on the top of the badlands. You're kind of in the middle, traversing through the middle right. <laughs> of some of these badlands. So you're not at the base anymore. You're, you're like halfway up. And then there are some steep drop-offs off to the sides as you're working your way around. But uh, we do take our kids on this one. They do really well. We'll hold their hands. Uh, We do have to help them up and down the ladder. But it's really fun. It's only a mile and a half round trip. So that, again, is like just a really fun hike that doesn't take a ton of time or a ton of mileage. Mm -hmm. And Badlands really doesn't have very many longer hikes. Right. And so this actually is one of the longer established hikes in this trail. And it's one of those ones, if you have not seen a picture of it, look it up because um, you can find it on Dirt in My Shoes on the Can't Miss list for Badlands, Mm -hmm. that picture that I'm talking about of the ladder. But take a look at it. It looks super cool. It's not as scary as it seems. And it's definitely a hike that you'll want to do. If you only do one hike in Badlands, this is the one I would choose. Oh, absolutely. I think my favorite hike is actually 
Oh, the, the notch, notch is not your favorite. No, 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 no. the notch okay. is pretty excellent. The notch is pretty good. But if <laughs> I was good. to to go from it's there, the best hike in Batman. <laughs> yeah, easily the best hike. But I actually really like the door trail too. Yeah, that one's fun. So the door trail is in the same parking area, generally speaking, as the notch trail. You go to a different end of the parking lot. And what I really like about this hike, and the notch trail has a little bit of this too. But the door trail, you kind of have to follow like a bunch of markers that lead you through the Badlands, almost like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, and so, it's really fun for kids too. That's another one where it's like, you feel like you're wandering and mm-hmm. you're just looking for these markers in the rocks and our kids get way into it, looking yeah. for the next one. It's really fun. It's really cool. And it's cool. not very long, like no, half it, a mile. Yeah, it's super, it's super short. Sometimes you literally have no idea where you're supposed to go. You know, you have to stop and actually look around and be like, okay, I'm looking for this marker. Most hikes aren't that kind of experience. And so it's kind of fun to get in there and the Badlands, they're kind of hard to find follow in a lot of ways that the tracking i guess of there's a lot of footsteps everywhere but also the, the way that you rode it makes it kind of hard to follow the trail and so these markers are super important and so i do remember like one of our sons last time we were there he's like dad i spotted it he's just his excitement level just jumped every time he had to it was his job to find the markers so. yeah that's a really fun one and then you've also got the window trail right there too so three different trails in that same parking lot mm-hmm. so that's a really good place to focus your time if you're wanting to do some some hiking some fun family-friendly hiking in badlands going south from there that's when you really get down closer to the ben rifle visitor center which is the main visitor center for the park That's where the Cedar Pass Lodge is. That's where the main campground is. There is the Cliff Shelf Trail is right there. And that's a fun one. Another short one um, that just takes you along the Badlands. So there's a lot to do right there as well. Yeah. Can I just say I love camping in Badlands? You know, camping itself in Badlands is probably one of my favorite camping experiences that we've had. Mm -hmm. But the campground is super weird. (laughs) So I just have to put that out there. It's It's, so true. It's weird. It's a really interesting campground. And I remember the first time we drove through it, there wasn't really anybody there. But yeah, it was off season. Yeah, it was off season and it was mostly empty. And all you drive around and you just see these like super weird looking table shelter things. And it's super funny. You remember those, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're they're so interesting looking because especially during the summer, it gets so hot and windy there. I didn't realize this until... you know, I actually got out of the car and, and camped there, but the sun is, just beats down so hard from a certain certain direction from the south southwest, I think is the way most of the tables are set up. But that's like the only shade because it's a grassland, just like a pure grassland. The only shade that you're going to be able to get is from these little table shelters. And the National Park Service is so nice to actually set them up for you because I don't know, it's just it's a harsh summer environment it is do you remember though like we were trying to get our trailer in there we have a it's like a 25 foot travel trailer and the pullouts were like set up really weird mm-hmm. so if you're in a trailer that was that's the only thing <laughs> i true. do you remember because it was like you pull off and they're not very wide and so it was kind of hard to get our trailer just like even off the road 
enough. Mm-hmm. And then some of the pullouts you share with neighbors, which is, let's be honest, my absolute least favorite way to set up a <laughs> campsite is when I like have to park right next to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And like you feel like you're like sharing space. Right. I hate that so much. Right. Or sometimes <laughs> if the slide outs were on the wrong side of the yeah. trailer, they're like coming out at you. Yeah. And so you're having to almost like negotiate, almost like you're going under cliff well, hangs. It's like you're trying not to look each other in the eye because you're like, <laughs> our rigs are like way too close together. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, the setup in the campground is not my favorite, but what I love about it, A, this campground is, I mean, you can camp here or you can stay at the lodge. And then, you know, there's a few other options kind of around the park, but like most people don't stay overnight at Badlands. Right. Because there's just not that many options. And so when you're camping at Badlands, you feel like you have the park all to yourself in those like evening hours and morning hours when people just haven't gotten out to the park yet for the day from Rapid City. Mm-hmm. And so it's quiet. Yeah. There's lots of wildlife, lots of bighorn sheep, the stars. It really is I think one of the most magical experiences you can have in this park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the reason why I really enjoy the camping experience and really like just blows me away is the stars. Yeah. It's incredible. Because you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You're you're an hour outside of Rapid City. So you can't even you don't even really get light pollution from there. (laughs) Yeah. I remember some nights. We'd come home and it would get, it'd be dark and, you know, I'd go out of the trailer and I would be cooking the hamburgers on the grill or something like that. And I would just be looking up at the stars and it's just like, holy smokes, this is incredible. This might get me in trouble. I don't know. But you know how like. That's always a scary thing for you to say because (laughs) your level of like getting in trouble is always pretty high. Right. Your tolerance, I should say. So here's my thing. You know how they call like parts of Montana, like big sky country? Yeah. So I never understood why they call mountainy places big sky country. Yeah. Right? Because it covers up some of the sky. Yeah. Your sky is is half gone <laughs> when you're up <laughs> by the mountains. Exactly. So the like flat places like Badlands should be big sky country because you literally can see like the end of the earth. That is where, you know. That's the sky the, starts. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's no mountains blocking you or anything. But yeah, I was just, I, I would stand out in the campground. I just look up at this guy and just 360 degrees all around me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, the constellations are everywhere. And it's incredible. It reminds me of this show that uh, recently came out. It's got Emily Blunt. I mean, Emily Blunt? Is she Mary Poppins? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah. her. So mm-hmm. she came out with this new Western TV series, oh, mm-hmm. and you she's in it this. with Sam from Twilight. You know, oh. the- <laughs> <laughs> that wow, that's a deep, uh, a deep pull, there. <laughs> deep cut for him. He's probably like, I've been in other movies, you know. So <laughs> once in Twilight, always yes, in Twilight, exactly. So it's this old Western. They do this. It's like a mini series called The English. So it's basically Sam from Twilight with you know a Western Mary Poppins. You know, she's from England and she comes over and and anyways, they end up kind of traveling together and they're just out on the plains and there's this scene where like their fire kind of goes out and they just end up like just talking with the fire gone and it just, it kind of, the scene just kind of backs up a little bit and you see them talking on the ground, but it kind of backs up and just kind of like tilts towards the sky. If that's what skies are supposed to look like, you know, without light pollution, I feel like I'm getting super gypped. (laughs) Granted, it was the TV. It was a TV show, but 
it's like, holy cow, you can see the Milky Way so clear and you can see it for such a huge amount of the sky. And that's literally what I see when we camp at Badlands, you know, and the sky is clear. There's no clouds and no moon in the sky. And it's just super amazing. You can look up and you can see the whole expanse of the Milky Way going from like one direction all the way across to the other. And as the night goes on, you know, the whole constellation, everything just kind of twists, you know, and you can see the stars and I don't know, Camping at Badlands, seeing the stars and being able to appreciate them in their massive grandeur is just such a cool experience. I, I love it. And so if you get a chance, definitely spend the night at Badlands and spend some time outside just enjoying and looking up. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said, there's not a lot of options for overnight lodging. And so you do feel like you have it to yourself. And with the stars as good as they are, if you can swing it and get yourself a reservation, definitely do it. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that whole area, you've got the campground, you've got the lodge, which I had to laugh. They said they have all new cabins at the lodge and they were built in 2013. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess for the park service, that's pretty new. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and they are nicer than a lot of other lodging that you can find in the parks. Yep. <laughs> in 2013 is pretty new, but I wouldn't say brand new. Right. Uh, new is relative. Yeah. There's a restaurant there at the lodge, so they've got a small selection of foods you can order there. Mm -hmm. uh, we usually get the Indian tacos. Yeah, those are so good. And then you've got the Ben Rifle Visitor Center, which has, it's pretty small, but it does have a paleontology lab where you can go and you can watch the park rangers working on the fossils that oh, they find in the park. In the fun facts episode, we're going to hit paleontology really hard. It's a big thing in this park. That's a big deal. Yes. Um, and we already did talk about it. If you're itching to just learn more, we talked about it in episode 17, our fossils episode, mm -hmm. because Badlands is one of the best parks in the country to go if you love fossils. Yes. So yeah, we'll talk about that more, but that's where the, the lab is. And then um, you're also pretty close to the fossil exhibit trail, mm -hmm. which is just a little further down the road um, where you can walk around and they have like outdoor exhibits that you can walk between and learn more about what uh, they're doing in the park and what they're finding which so. is so cool and i am holding myself back so hard right now from just diving into paleontology <laughs> so if you feel like why did this you know we're just being a little serious why isn't john jumping in because i'm holding myself back <laughs> because there's so much to talk about but we covered it in other places and if you want more fun facts episode for badlands we'll get into it big time yeah the other thing that's in this area another hiking trail is the Saddle Pass Trail. Yes. And this one is a short one. This one is also one that I regret to inform you I did not complete, <laughs> even though it's like a quarter of a mile. That one was too scary for me. Oh, man. This one. Okay. I love this trail, but it is very tricky to it's hike. It's really steep. You're basically hiking up the Badlands and it gets slippery. There's like nothing to hold on to. Right. And so I like... I started up it and I was like, oh, nope, 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 nope. This is a broken <laughs> neck waiting to happen for me. Yeah. Well, it's one of the only like trails I feel in the park that actually takes you from one level to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So it you... travels up. It's called Saddle Pass because it takes you up to the saddle 
between two badlands. Right. So you're not at the top of either of them. You go to that area in between. Right. And so you start at the bottom near the loop road, which is where you start. And then you climb up, up, up. And where you end is you literally, I I was so surprised when I got to the top the first time because I was like, whoa, I'm just like looking out at the expanse of grasslands. And I was just like, that's not what I expected to see when I got up here. Because it meets up with the castle trail, the medicine loop trail, like the longer trails that you can find in the park that are on that top layer. Right. And so that's what the Saddle Pass trail basically leads to. It just kind of ends right. at these other trails, which I mean, I've seen on a map. I wouldn't know from firsthand experience <laughs> because I couldn't get up the freaking saddle. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, so yeah, so what's kind of scary and and in Ash's defense, the sand here at Badlands I mean, these trails, in a lot of ways, they just fall apart. They fall apart, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes with the erosive nature of what a badland is. Right. Right? And right. so you get up on there, and like I said, there's like there's nothing to hold on to, and it's slippery always. Right. Yeah, it's it doesn't not- matter if it's wet or not. It's just like the trail is literally crumbling under your feet right. while you're <laughs> up it yeah and it's not like you're climbing up a sand dune though no. either because in a, like a sand dune or if you're because cli- well, your up- feet don't dig in at all right like the- they do in sand exactly this the <laughs> rocks at, at badlands if you can kind of call them rocks they hold together just enough so that your feet can't like dig into the mountain to give you traction and so, but like they fall apart easy enough that like the little tiny grains of sand or mud or clay or whatever, they just kind of like rub <laughs> off of the Badlands. And so like no your shoe, it's like you're standing on marbles. It's like Home Alone, yeah. you know, when Kevin, when Kevin puts out, you know, marbles <laughs> and then the bad guys end up, you know, they yeah, fall on their backs. come out from under you. And we talked about this in the Grand Canyon episode that did happen to me at the Grand Canyon and I slid <laughs> down the Grand Canyon on my butt. And so when we hike Saddle Pass, I'm like, nope, nope, I know what the ending to this story is. I am not sure enough on my feet to do this, but John does it. You know, you do stuff like that all the time. You're fine. That's why you want to mountain climb and why I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, I think I would die. But yeah, Saddle Pass is a, it's a fun one if you can get yourself up there. Uh, It's fun just to start it anyway. I always start it and see Mm -hmm. how far I feel like I can make it. Right. And since Uh, it's a quarter mile, it's like a hundred. Feet. Yeah, a <laughs> hundred feet like straight up, though. Right. Challenging so, hundred. There feet. you go. Yeah, it's a American Ninja Warrior hundred feet. <laughs> yes, this is also a good time to mention that Badlands has an open hike policy, and so you don't have to hike on the trails. Right. You can go off trail here. You can climb up the Badlands if your heart desires. I don't know why you would want to do that, but I could see John wanting to do that. So (laughs) um, that is an option. So as you're going through Badlands, you know, you can climb around, you can go off trail and make your own. I mean, mostly because this area is just so erosive, it's changing constantly that it just doesn't matter as much to preserve like the set paths and and things like that it's going to change because the next rainstorm yeah you know things are going to be totally different so you can go off trail you can hike around but if you're wanting to try to get up a bad land formation on a trail you can check out the saddle pass trail i just (laughs) i don't do well on stuff like that moving on you go east along the badlands loop road and that's when you start hitting most of the main 
viewpoints in this park. So beyond like once you get past Saddle Pass and the fossil exhibit and stuff like you go up Norbeck Pass, which is a really cool part of the scenic drive. I love that part of the scenic drive. Yeah. It's really craggy (laughs) and I just love crags. So that's a really cool part. But once you get further east from that, that's when you really start getting away from the established hiking trails and more into the overlooks and viewpoints. Yeah. Do you have a favorite overlook or viewpoint? I have gone between a few of them. I really like Panorama Point. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like uh, the Pinnacles viewpoint. I really like Yellow Mounds because that one's just super cool. Right. Probably my last favorite one. Not like last favorite, but my last <laughs> Favorite viewpoint right. um, is probably Hay Butte oh, out cool. on, the, on the Sage Creek Rim Road, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I think more when you're going through Badlands, more importantly, it's the lighting that makes the viewpoint uh-huh. than the actual viewpoint and what it like. It depends on what the light is doing and what time of day you're there to determine which viewpoints I think are the best. Absolutely. I think you hit a really important point when it comes to Badlands is the lighting changes everything. Everything. Oh my gosh. Everything. It will completely (laughs) transform your trip. Yeah. If you can hit the good lighting. I feel like, yeah, totally depending on the time of day that you're there or, you know, if it's a little bit cloudy and a little washed out or if the sun is just so harsh, you know, and so it makes it hard to make out some of the colors on the Badlands. It really feels like the Wizard of Oz in a little bit of ways. You know, that first little bit of the movie. I was like, how? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you're just in in black and white. Yeah, or it's it's a little bit less black and white and more like sepia tone, you know, on your phone. <laughs> on your phone you know, settings, how you can the make last something time sepia. I watched that movie. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, but I know what you're talking about because then when she gets to Oz, everything's in bright colors. Right. Well, so if you're let's if you're listening to this with your parents or grandparents or something, if you're a young person, you haven't seen Wizard of Oz. The movie starts out. It's this nice little girl and her dog, and they're in Kansas. Everything is in black and white. She ends up going home, and then all of a sudden there's a tornado, and then the tornado literally lifts her house up off the ground, and then she's twisting and twisting and twisting around, and, you know, all of a sudden her house lands, and then she opens up the door to kind of see where she's at, where her house landed, and as she opens it up, she walks out, and she sees she's in Munchkin land, you know, and there's bright (laughs) yellows and greens and reds and all the colors of the rainbow are all around you, and Badlands is just like that, depending on the time of day that you're there, and the colors... Dorothy coming out of the house into Munchkin land is like sunset and sunrise. Yeah, or just the hours before, like right before or after them. Right. So if you're there in the middle of the day, and we're talking pretty much as soon as the sun gets high enough to like not be pretty anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. As soon as you have to take off your jacket because you're getting warm. Nine or 10 in the morning to probably three or so in the afternoon, the lighting is just really, really harsh if there's no clouds to block it. And which all the times we've been in Badlands, I mean, it pretty much is always sunny if you're there in the summer. Right. 
you get better clouds, better storms, better interesting skies if you go more in the off season usually. But yeah, that middle of the day section in Badlands is really rough for photography. Yeah. It just makes everything look white and just really washed out. You don't get the striations yep. that you get later. And so if getting good photos of the Badlands are important to you, then you'll want to be out sunrise or like an hour or two after sunrise and then an hour or two before sunset. Right. And at sunset, you're trying to get like the golden hour photos and stuff like that because it just, it changes everything. Everything gets more orange and pink. Uh-huh. And... It's so much easier to see the depth of the Badlands. And so you're not just looking out over like a field of white and grays. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about some of the viewpoints, you know, what's amazing is, first of all, nothing ever erodes uniformly in this park. All of the mounds, everything is shaped differently. And when you get a little bit of shadows from the sun going down or being at a steeper angle, you get to see all of the different, the depth perception is much fuller, I feel like. And you can see, oh, that's cool out there. You know, you get to see lots of different things distinguished from each other because in the middle of the day, a lot of the things just run together. Yeah. It's hard to tell what you're looking at sometimes in the middle of the day. You don't appreciate it as much. Yeah. So for these viewpoints, back to my original statement is All of them are great if you can time it (laughs) well, (laughs) you know, and so the timing is going to matter more than the viewpoint. Right. Because you can get great views from all the viewpoints and, you know, you'll get great views as you're driving the Badlands Loop Road if you're driving it at the right time. Plus, it makes it easier to see wildlife. We see bighorn sheep in this park all the time. Yeah. All the time. And you can see them during the day too. But some of my favorite photos and some of my favorite views that we've ever had at Badlands National Park has been in like that golden hour time, kind of right around dinner time until sunset. Yep. I've got some just fantastic experiences oh, of yeah. driving through the park and seeing those bighorn sheep right there with the colors are just vibrant all around them. And those are some of my favorite experiences in the park is during that golden hour time in the evening. Yeah, well, it's not just the bighorn sheep either because the one animal we that is in this park that we haven't even mentioned yet the buffalo. Oh, They're there who too. Can forget about the buffalo. Can't believe yeah. it's my favorite animal. We're going to talk a lot about them in fun facts. But the, a lot of the animals, they kind of bed down. They try to find some shade during the middle of the day and they're much more active in the evenings and mornings. And so you'll be able to see them. And I remember one night when we were there, the buffalo were making their way from the lower you know, section up to the higher section. And we just got to sit there and watch them. And they just passed right by our vehicle and got to see them up nice and close. And it's super fun. It's super well, cool. And so that kind of takes us off. Yes, it's so cool. But so the rest of the Badlands Loop basically are all those overlooks that we talked about. And then you come back out the park, out the Pinnacles entrance and up towards a wall, which right. we'll talk about in a minute. But if you don't exit the park there and you keep going, you'll hit a dirt road called the Sage Creek Rim Road. Mm-hmm. So and that's where the Hay Butte overlook is that I was talking about, which we have some 
epic photos yeah. of bighorn sheep climbing the cliffs there <laughs> yeah. with the badlands behind them. It's one of my favorites. We almost always see bighorn sheep over there. But that is also where we watched the buffalo working their way across by our car was a little bit further down along the Sage Creek Rim Road. Yep. I think where we always have the best luck seeing buffalo. And then we'll usually see bighorn sheep as well. And then that's also where the prairie dog town is. Yeah. And so if you can drive that dirt road, the Sage Creek Rim Road, just you don't have to go very far. If you just go beyond the prairie dog town, there's just one more overlook right there before the road kind of starts to dip down towards the campground and other things out that way. Right. Well, uh, the road kind of curves. So you get a different view of the Badlands. Yeah. You, get, you can kind of see almost the... F- the full expanse of them in sort of a way as you're as you're you come out a little bit you're still elevated and you can get, see like the badlands going off into the distance instead of like necessarily the badlands right like, in turning into the prairies and then yeah. going way out there so you yeah. get it's different views super cool views it's so awesome but that viewpoint there is a good place to turn around you don't have to really go beyond that if you don't want to right but we usually always drive out at least to that viewpoint and it's funny because this park isn't very big. There's Mm-mm. not like a ton to do here. But once you hit the dirt road, especially once you get past the prairie dog town, mm-hmm. it's so quiet out there. Yeah. I was just like, wow, where's all the people? You know, <laughs> where are they? And so that's one of those really cool, like off the beaten path stops that people just, I guess they don't want to drive on a dirt road which i mean makes sense or maybe i think a lot of good dirt road yeah or i think people probably think well we've seen all these viewpoints yeah you know they're all looking the same be out there right let me tell you what else is out there (laughs) bighorn sheep buffalo prairie dogs epic views quiet yeah so that's my favorite like off the beaten path part of this park is just one of the coolest places to me to go try your luck at seeing some cool wildlife, getting some different views and just getting out of the crowds for a minute. Yep. So if you don't take the Sage Creek Room Road and you keep you stay on the pavement and you go out the Pinnacles entrance and head north, you'll leave the park, you'll drive through the grassland and then you will hit wall. <laughs> yeah. Which wall drugs. as you're driving to Badlands National Park, there's no way that you will not know, <laughs> you know, or at least know that wall drug exists out there because there's sign after sign after sign after sign mm-hmm. for wall drug. And so we have to talk about it because it's just one of those places. I mean, it's right outside of Badlands National Park. There's nothing else out there. Right. <laughs> and then you have this giant Mall of America. What would you call it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right a, out there. Yeah. That just, first of all, they do have really good donuts. They do. And I love donuts. The way to my heart is through donuts. <laughs> and so I love that they sell pretty good donuts there. Yeah. That's always a highlight for me. We also really like the hot beef sandwich. Uh-huh. Which is basically a toasted piece of bread covered in roast beef and mashed potatoes and then just like soft in gravy. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It is good. I mean, it's not like the best I've ever. Well, I've never had a hot beef sandwich like that anywhere. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's just one of those things that it's like we got to go to Wall Drug and get our hot beef sandwiches. Oh, yeah. 
you got to get your cup of ice water, you got to get a donut, and you've got to get a hot beef sandwich. Yeah. That's ha- that, that's the food experience you have to have at Wall Drug. But there's so much beyond the food, which I just feel like every time we go there, I'm like, oh my gosh, like how <laughs> how is this here? It's literally like a mixture between like Mall of America and a traveling circus is kind <laughs> of how it feels. To, and like a Wild West, you know, Buffalo Bill Cody's, you know, version of a of a mini mall kind of a thing. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So There's we, so much stuff here. So you get in there. Well, for, and first we should mention, so this actually started because they were offering free ice water to travelers right. coming through the area. Which so, back in the day when you didn't necessarily have yeah. AC oh, or yeah. there weren't rest stops and gas stations, you know, every 50 miles and things like that. A cup of ice water was a pretty good selling point. Yeah. I mean, as you're driving out there, especially in the summer and it's hot and you're just, everything's flat and the sun is shining and I could see the draw for ice water. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, so they started offering free ice water and... there's Well, there's signs for this. Yeah. Like all the way into like Europe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever's the marketing guy for this was just like, dude, social media isn't worth it. We just got to go straight for the billboards everywhere billboards signage everywhere well and the signs have been up for decades yeah well before social media was a thing but anyway so it brings people through here they would stop for free ice water and now they do still offer that free ice water but it's just like there's all sorts of little shops that you can go to you've got the restaurants you've got this weird area out back that has like a giant jackalope that you can sit on. <laughs> um, and then you there's another building back further that has like a giant T-Rex that roars at you and, yeah. and you can go gold mining or gold panning. Right. Um, and Prospecting. Stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's just one of those places that, I mean, you could walk through it. It's massive. It's hard to believe it started just as a place to get free ice water. Right. But now, I mean, it's like you're... Badlands experience is not complete until you've stepped foot in Wild Drug. Absolutely. I love this place. It is, I don't know. I think that some people, if, you, if you're cynical, you could probably think to yourself, oh, it's just a tourist trap. Still at least go in and get a donut and right. some water. Because right. you just, you have to have, you have to go there while you're there. Right. I feel like this place just perfectly exemplifies one aspect of like the old wild west that was just like so cool there's no snake oil salesman here and nobody's scamming anybody but this is like one of those places that perfectly exemplifies the unabashed willingness to sell you anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) including free ice water exactly (laughs) even though it's free nothing's ever free (laughs) exactly well this place is great it's fun it's an experience to just visit Wall Drug, and you can tell people in Paris, France, near the sign over there or something like that, hey, you've been to Wall Drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, the Golden Gate Bridge, and Wall Drug. Wall Drug in <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So, I mean, we have talked pretty extensively about Badlands. Like I said, it's a small national park, and you can do it in a day. You, if you want to stay overnight, which I definitely think you should, then you can do it over two days. Right. You know, there's enough to stretch out that you could do two days worth of stuff in the area. But the last thing really that I wanted to talk about that's right out here is the Minuteman missile site. Yeah. Because this is right outside of Badlands as well. You're only 10 minutes to 
this visitor center and the other things you can see out here. And so it's definitely worth a stop too as you're out here. When you finished up in Badlands, go to Wall Drug, go to the missile site. So basically what this is, and it is run by the National Park Service. Yep. And so you can get in there. You can do like, they have a fun little junior ranger program. They have park rangers that give tours, stuff like that. So you're still within the National Park System as you're exploring the missile site. But basically... Back in the 1960s, -hmm. during the Cold War, they put over a thousand missiles, nuclear, like interballistic uh, missiles (laughs) out here in the plains of South Dakota, North Dakota, and Montana, Right, kind of right out in this area. But there were over a thousand out here. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And these missile sites, so they have giant silos that the missiles live in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then miles away from these silos, they have these launch facilities where the one here at Minuteman, I think they said this launch facility controlled 15 different missiles in the area. Mm -hmm. What you do here is you can go and you can actually, you can tour the launch facility, Mm -hmm. uh, Delta One. You do have to do a Ranger-led tour and pay for that and and schedule it right. um, to do that. But you can also go to Delta 9, which is the big missile silo, and you can see the missile that's still down in there. It is so cool. So, yeah. So it's really cool. And, and what I think is crazy to me is that these missiles were manned 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. They had people out here just ready on a moment's notice to shoot these things. <laughs> the reason they're called Minuteman missiles is because from the time that they get the order till the time that the missile can shoot out of its silo mm-hmm. is one minute. Which is nuts. Which is nuts. Yeah. And they always have people manning the station so that at a moment's notice, basically, these missiles, these nuclear missiles can be up in the air it's just crazy to me it's such a crazy thing to be able to visit and to like experience like holy smokes out here (laughs) yeah yeah well and i had to laugh because there's a in the visitor center there's a big sign and it looks like a pizza box with a domino's pizza uh logo (laughs) on it Uh uh-huh and then uh the sign says worldwide (laughs) this is so funny they have such a good sense of humor Uh, so it's a pizza box with a domino and it says worldwide delivery in 30 minutes or less and then it says minuteman too um, or your pizza's free (laughs) 30 minutes or less worldwide delivery like it's just so it's really cool um they decommissioned these in 1991 so Mm -hmm. i mean it's actually really not that long ago it's it's no. kind of crazy 30 years that people lived and worked and manned these stations up until 1991 but yeah so this area if any of this interests you if it's something that you want to see then definitely do it while you're out here by badlands because like i said like out the northeast entrance of badlands all you have to do is cross the interstate and you're at the visitor center for this 
missile site. And then um, you just drive a little bit further east on I-90 and you'll hit the launch facility. And then a little further east, closer to wall, is where you'll get to see the actual missile in the ground. Which is and so that crazy. One, yeah. And that one, you don't need a tour for. You can just stop there and you can walk around and, and see it for yourself. So that's really nice. You've got a few different things you can do. Um, you can stop at one or all of them, just depending on how much time you have. That's a serious trifecta, though. Wall yeah. drug, Minuteman missile, Badlands. I know, right? Like yeah. this whole area is so cool. And Badlands is one of, I just feel like one of the most underrated national parks in the national park system. Yeah. Because it is so different. Mm-hmm. And it's so close to so many other things that just get massive crowds. Right. Like Mount Rushmore. Right. <laughs> where, you know, everybody knows that when you go to South Dakota, you go see Mount Rushmore. Right. But hardly anybody knows that you can also go see Badlands. Right. You know, a lot of times people maybe just plan on visiting it on the way. Oh, yeah. we'll stop off we'll on the way. We'll just stop by for a minute. Where it really, it really deserves a little bit more time and attention because it's so neat and it's we'll get into this but it's a really short-lived geologic formation it's so pretty it's gorgeous lots of wildlife the views are incredible great hiking i mean badlands has it all plus interballistic continental <laughs> missiles <laughs> and, so. and uh free ice water thanks for exploring the national parks with us please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.